Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Fear the Walking Dead fans, we are back. Madison is also back with a new location. We've got some new characters, Naomi, Charlie, Mel, who is leading the Vultures, the new big bad this season. I'm excited to talk about it. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Here, the Walking Dead fans. Uh, we are back tonight. I say we, but I mean me. Um, I am all by myself tonight, so I am looking forward to um, interacting with everybody in the chat tonight. Um, I figured opening with the uh, the Danube Waltz would be appropriate because apparently that's what the vultures like to use as their um, luring music. Um, so yeah, let's dive into this episode. I'm super excited. I am Timothy Michael. I will be your host tonight. Um, unfortunately, Krista is out but she will be back next episode um so yeah let's dive into this episode season four episode two another day in the diamond um which brings me to where the new group is now so we left off obviously the last episode kind of catching up with uh, or following the whole morgan althea uh, john dory storyline um and we left off with our main characters alicia strand madison uh, etc um and we opened this episode with them which was which i was super excited about because we we were a little bit teased last episode because we were like where are they um so it was nice to see see them be the core characters in this episode but not only that we got to see kind of like a before flashback if you will because the episode opens with before and it's nick and luciana and everybody waking up and we kind of get to see where they've been what they've been up to um and if jules my amazing engineer can get the live chat up for me because um i know there's some some of you in the chat that i really want to talk to and i want to get your thoughts on this um so they're in a baseball stadium hence the title of the episode another day in the diamond which i think is brilliantly done um or at least brilliantly um worded um so madison is back um she's talking to this new girl charlie who is about 13 14 years old and she's trying to get some information out of this girl and she finds out where maybe she came from and the only reason i'm bringing this up is because i think they they said a line in this in this interaction between madison and charlie which i found a foreshadowing um and b kind of like a brilliant analogy to the way that they're living their life right now. So Madison goes, spend up, spend all your life swimming upstream to become a patty in reference to um, Charlie's least favorite food, which being salmon patties. And Charlie goes, should have swam the other way. And I thought that this was so interesting because like if you're, if as a host like me, you're diving into every line and the foreshadowing for when we become to see who Charlie actually is and what, what group she's a part of, I just think that's fascinating because in the world that they're living in now, in this zombie apocalypse, you spend your entire life doing one thing and it, all it takes is for one person to come and like take that all away. Um, I want to know what you guys initially thought of 
this this new character, Charlie, this little girl. She's about 13, 14, I want to say. Um, let me know what age you guys think she is. Um, I've got Jasmine Walking Dead um, in the chat, Rosalinda Mendez, um, Alicia Hanna. Um, Scott Hancock, thank you guys so much for joining me. I really need you guys' thoughts and help tonight to navigate through this episode. So let me know what you guys thought about Charlie. Now, I want to talk about this intercom really quick because this intercom I thought was interesting because I, A, I didn't expect it because it's loud. And if we know anything, we know that loud noises attract walkers or infected um, or roamers, whatever you want to call them. Um, so I was a little interested to see that they had this intercom going, but... Funny enough, it announces that they've been there for 365 days. So a year. So a year since we last saw them at Gonzalez Dam has passed. Um, and I love that they gave us kind of a time frame because you know watching The Walking Dead or Free of the Walking Dead, time is is a very, like, I don't know, vague thing, I guess you can call it, in these episodes where you don't necessarily know how much time has passed. Um, Rosalinda Mendez she's, thinks she's about 10 or 11. Uh, Rosalinda, I'm going to take your um, your thoughts because I really don't know kids that well. Um, P-Baz, thank you for joining us. Javi Quintanilla, thank you guys for joining us. Um, Javi says he got a bad vibe from, from Charlie in the beginning, which I'm surprised about because I didn't. I actually liked her and Madison's interaction only because you can kind of see Madison's thought processes of of being like the old Rick in The Walking Dead where he was like filtering people and asking them questions trying to get them to join his group because you are stronger in numbers and granted this is a little girl you don't want to kind of leave her out there to fend for herself um but I thought that this was that she was going to be an integral part of the group I thought she was going to be somebody who you know grew and learned from them um and I thought she was going to have kind of like um I don't know kind of like a like a mother daughter thing with Madison I don't know those are those are my thoughts um Rosalinda says she has a 10 year old so I'm definitely gonna go with your opinion I guess she is about 10 or 11 um Jasmine Walking Dead sees sees that Madison and Nick are the only ones who have been affected heavily with whatever happened I agree Jasmine which we're gonna talk about so um let's see um we find out that obviously Charlie is her name uh the turnips which I thought was interesting, um, are gross. And Charlie points this out. And I don't know, you guys, if you can plant weevils. I don't exactly know how weevils work. Anybody who does a lot of gardening in the chat, let me know. Um, But I don't understand how weevils operate. Like, can you, is it something that you can sabotage in a crop? Can you, like, plant those and then they ruin all the crops? Or do you think that the weevils were already there and Charlie let her other group know and that's why they picked them at the baseball diamond to kind of, you know, target? We'll talk about it. So Madison finds out that Charlie um, walked through all these walkers. She's from this other this other area outside the range, which I found interesting because Madison, this just spoke to the the... I guess rules you can kind of say in the way of life that they've established here at the diamond. They have rules. Uh, they have roles that they need to play. So Madison obviously builds things. Uh, Nick, uh, he farms, which I think is pretty productive. Um, Alicia makes baseballs, which I found really interesting because in the beginning of the episode, when we saw her doing these baseballs, I was like, why are you making baseballs? I mean, are there a lot of kids there? Um, and then strand does the schedules. Um, so apparently there's the rule where you can't go outside of the range. Now, they are hinting at 
what has happened over the last year while they've been at the Diamond. And apparently there's this new woman and her husband, Viv. I didn't catch the bald guy's name, her husband. If anybody in the chat knows it. I looked on on IMDb. I couldn't find him. Um, but if you guys can find his name, let me know in the chat. Um, so apparently Vivian convinced that group to go after her husband. So... It looks like Madison and her group have been going out and finding other people inside this specific range because they have a map. So clearly Madison is trying to build something here. Um, And I've always knew that she would kind of be that person because after everything they've been through, like she tried to do it at the hotel. That didn't work. Uh, She tried to do it at um, the, the villa, Strand's villa, that obviously didn't work. So it just made sense that she would try to find someplace else to build this life um, and make the most of whatever environment they're in. So Strand, Madison, Alicia, and Luciana go out to find Charlie's parents because she gives them a vague kind of direction where they were. So now we reach wherever it is that they find where Charlie was from, and they split up, which I don't understand, you guys. I feel like if you ever watch a horror movie, and I'm sure that Strand, Madison, Luciana, and Alicia did before this whole zombie apocalypse happened, but I guess rule number one is never split up. And if you're going to have rules, you might as well say never split up, because obviously something always happens when you split up. And obviously they did. Quick break, really quick. Javi Quintanilla says, to kill weevils, you have to get rid of their food supply. Crop death for the group. Oh, I see. So yeah, in order to get rid of the weevils, you literally have to destroy your entire crops. Which, yeah, I don't think that, I don't think you can plant them. So I guess they were already there. And then um, they just, I guess, decided to target that group based on the information that Charlie was giving to Mel and his group. We'll get more into that later on. Um, we get a little bit of Luciana and Strand because Luciana says that Madison doesn't or will not go back until she looks everywhere for this girl's parents. So you can definitely see a change in Madison and her character because she, she cares about people. She always has, but she got lost for a second there in season three and seeing her back and being the old Madison that we that we knew and and kind of grew to love um it just makes me hopeful that she will continue on that that track of putting people first um and I want to see where that goes so speaking of Madison then she's then held at gunpoint from this woman who we obviously well I obviously recognize as Jenna Elfman from Dharma and Greg I don't know if you guys watched Dharma and Greg but it's an old sitcom uh that used to come on and um she was one of the main characters, Dharma, uh, who plays this like quirky kind of um, woman. Doesn't really matter because that's Dharma and Greg, and we're talking about Fear the Walking Dead. Um, but I was—it's nice to see uh, a familiar face. We find out that her name is Naomi, and obviously Naomi wants whatever Madison has. And immediately we think that maybe that's Charlie's mom. Everybody in the chat, did you guys think that that was Charlie's mom? Because I did, especially when Madison was talking to her about Charlie and saying like, you know, we have a kid and. And she got really, um, I guess, emotional. And I was like, okay, so that definitely, she's either gonna, she's either lying about saying she doesn't have a kid because she doesn't want to put Charlie or herself in danger, or she maybe had a kid and lost her or him. Um, and that's why she got so emotional. I'm excited to see where they take her character. But obviously, she has this distrust for Madison's group. And she goes up onto this oil tank and falls in. And it's filled with infected. So 
The only reason I wanted to talk about that was because of what happens in the end. So, A, how did the the infected or the walkers get into this oil tank? It's not the easiest place for them to go. Um, and also, Madison and them see another marker, which we saw in episode one, um, marker 457, which I found interesting because... If we're thinking about these markers, are, what do they mean? Are they they numerical? Are they um, like it's how many sites they visited? That's a, that's initially what I thought. Like the number of sites. So this is their 457th site that they've been to. Whoever this group making the banners were, um, that's where they. That's their 457th location. That's initially what I thought. Obviously, I was wrong, and we'll talk about it. Um, people in the chat, Jasmine Walking Dead, I'm glad you brought this up. She says that it was a cool idea that Madison clicked the walkie-talkie um, when Naomi was taking her hostage. I thought that was pretty cool, too. They, Like I said, they, they clearly have a, a, a method and rules over the last year that they've established. They pretty much have plan A, B, C, D, E. They have everything down to a T. So... Like Javi said in the, uh, or sorry, Sydney Taylor said in the chat, I don't understand why she, she doesn't, she obviously thinks it's not a good idea to split up either, to have all these rules and then why, why split up? It just doesn't make sense. Rosalind Mendez, I'm glad that you brought up the vulture cleanup, uh, sorry, um, the vultures clean up walkers in the area, then mark the spot. Yes, we will talk about that. I think it was interesting because when, Luciana and Strand went into the first store that they went into. It was completely clean. Even the light bulbs were taken. And they said it was picked clean. Now, if you guys know anything about vultures, they do pick a carcass clean um, after something else kills it. So that was a little bit of foreshadowing right there. I didn't put two and two together. Uh, But I knew I started on my notes that I have um, because I knew that that was going to be something. Like, who takes the light bulbs? You guys literally took everything um, in this shop. So they obviously find Naomi, who goes into the, who falls into this oil tank, um, and Madison jumps right in to help her. Now, this is another thing that I wanted to talk about, because I didn't understand why Madison thought it would be appropriate to go and risk her life for somebody that she just met. Um, I understand maybe staying outside like Strand and Luciana did and trying to open the valve and get her out, but for, for Madison to jump right in and risk her life for this woman that she doesn't even know who literally just held her at gunpoint, which is what Strand brought up, to help her didn't really make sense to me, but I guess it just speaks to Madison's thought process and just caring about people and and her, I guess, character development over the last year where, you know, she really does care about people and she wants to build up her group because she probably knows based off of everything that she's been through, that that you're stronger in numbers. So she goes and she rescues Naomi along with the help of Strand. And Madison says something after they rescue her, and she says, no one's gone till they're gone, which kind of brings me back to The Walking Dead with Rick. And and I understand that's The Walking Dead and The Fear of the Walking Dead. They're completely two different shows. But you can't help but notice the similarities between Madison and Rick um, because they are pretty similar. Really quick, just to take a quick break, if you guys want to have fun, learn, and grow in all areas of your life, for those who do, we've got a podcast for you. Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition is hosted by our very own AfterBuzz TV founder and drops every Friday on iTunes. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. From health and wellness to career relationships, finances, and more, let our Maria be the big sister that you've always wanted. Just go 
to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. And be sure to rate and comment. And when you do, let Maria know it was us who sent you her way. Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition every Friday on iTunes, guys. Check it out. It's a great podcast. I listen to it when I'm on my way to work. It's great. It's pretty. um, uh, She's got some influential, awesome people on there. So if you're looking for new podcasts, check it out. Back to what I was saying between the relation, the kind of similarities between Rick and Madison, um, you can't help but notice that Madison has some similar- similarities to Rick, who's the main character from The Walking Dead. Um, and her giving Naomi this, this, these questions and, and kind of getting people into her, her group is exactly what Rick was trying to do in earlier seasons of The Walking Dead. Clearly, if you guys watch The Walking Dead, which you should if you don't, um, that fails and it it gets to rick emotionally um and i wonder if the same thing will happen to madison especially finding out what happened with charlie which we will talk about so they never find what happened with charlie's parents there's like a something's burnt to the ground um and they don't know exactly what happened it looks like somebody sabotaged their camp so they go back to the baseball diamond now back at the baseball diamond nick is handling his own kind of inner dilemma, but he also hears this music, um, this waltz music, if you will, at the top of the episode. I played it for you guys. Um, and he doesn't know where it's coming from, and he wants to go out and check it out. Now, Viv, who is the new woman that, that we've been introduced to, and her husband, once again, still don't know his name, um, they say that he should wait to see if he hears it again um, because the music shuts off. Now, I want to know your guys' thoughts. Did you think that, would you be one of those people that would go out like Nick does, um, and tries to find the source of the music, or would you have waited to see what goes down? I probably would have went out just like Nick did, probably stupidly, because we find out who these people are, but I would have went out just because you, A, don't know if this person, like Nick says, is signaling to you because they're they're in trouble, or if it's his own group trying to signal to him. Um, and you don't know if they're, this person's ever going to be able to signal you again. You don't know if, you know, they're going to... They're in trouble, and that was their last ditch effort. PBAS says, "No way, stay in." I, I don't know. I maybe I'm. I guys, I've taken all the the quizzes and stuff online. I am one of those people that pretty much dies in the first maybe two weeks of a zombie apocalypse. <laughs> so my opinion probably doesn't weigh much right now um, because I'm pretty much one of those people that just dies uh, very quickly, probably because I'm trying to help people like Madison. Um, I wouldn't dry, dive into an oil tank, but she will. Anyway, so Nick asks for Charlie's help. And I kind of liked the relationship Jasmine while in Walking Dead also says she would stay in. Uh, she says she's scared of everything. Uh, Jasmine, I'm pretty scared of everything too, but I still, I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe there's this like, I don't know, some kind of instinct that tells me to just go and see what it is. Maybe it's like a curiosity thing. Maybe it's like curiosity killed the cat and I would probably get killed. I would be the cat that gets killed because of my curiosity. That's what would happen. So we find out earlier in the episode that Nick doesn't leave the baseball diamond. He doesn't leave at all. Um, Madison tries to kind of say like, or Luciana says it's something wrong. And Madison, obviously always sticking up for Nick, goes, you know, let him do it. Um, let him get to there, get get to leaving at his own time, at his own pace. Um, and I want to talk about that really quick because it obviously haunts him, um, which is the reason why he crashes the truck when he leaves. Um, I'm thinking that he doesn't want to go outside because whatever he had to do to survive after the Gonzalez Dam incident um, was A, pretty bad. And I think it's because 
when he covers himself in walker guts and blood, I feel like it's a drug to him. And if we know anything about Nick, he has an addictive personality. And I felt like him living amongst the dead the way that he did was addictive for him. And I felt like he's like keeping himself away from him. Just like an alcoholic can't go into a bar or, you know, a drug addict can't um, yeah, do whatever drug addicts do um, or go wherever drugs are. Um, I feel like he can't be among the dead because he would only be tempted to cover himself in their blood and live among them. I know it's a little weird, but that's that's my theory. Um, Alicia Hanna says, uh, if I thought I could help, I would go. If you, If just another person, I thought I could help, I would go. If not, you just... There's just another person to save. Hannah, Alicia, that's a little mixed up. Oh, she says, sorry, tablet, but if you can't defend yourself, stay in. I understand. So Alicia says that she would go in if you can defend yourself. If not, stay in if you can go out and save them. Interesting points of view. Um, I think Nick has established that he could take care of himself. So I get, I can understand why he would uh, go out. So Nick, having these flashbacks of everything that he went through after Gonzalez Dam, um, crashes this car. Um, almost gets bit, and that's when Madison and the other group comes back. So we're not separated for long, which is a good thing, because I didn't want them to be. Um, we find out that a little bit more of a backstory from Naomi. Uh, she was an ER doctor um, and an ICU nurse, and she's taking care of Nick because he hit his head when he crashed the car. Um, so I think that she's going to be around for a while, because it's always it's always a benefit when these people have these abilities or these skills that they've attained prior to the zombie apocalypse and especially a doctor or a nurse um or a mechanic um i'm surprised that they haven't had a mechanic because daniel who we'll talk about because we don't know where daniel is was a barber and well that's a nice skill especially to have when there's not a lot of you know um barbers around i want somebody to be a mechanic because there's a lot of cars that you need helping um so great i'm glad that she's a nurse and i'm glad that that that's in her her storyline, we see this really great conversation between Naomi and Madison. Um, apparently, we get a little bit more backstory of the, the baseball diamond. So 47 people live there. Um, Madison says that she kind of talked about what happened after the, the, the Gonzalez Dam incident as well, where she thought everybody was obviously separated. She thought that she had lost her kids. And then they found each other. I'm excited to see where in the episode they're going to, in the season, they're going to put that because I, I want to see where and how and what they were up to prior to all of them being together. Uh, so I'm excited to see where where that is going to go. And she said Madison found this place, and they brought it up together, and she offers Naomi a shower. Now, you guys, I don't know about you, but I want to know where to take a shower as well. I am one of those people that needs to take at least one to two showers a day. Um, guys, you'd be surprised not many people take showers every day. Um, my friends included. Maybe I'm just hanging around with some dirty people. But um, let me know if you guys take showers every day because I'm curious. Um, I do. I take like one or two showers a day. I know we're in California. There's a drought going on. I'm pretty bad for the environment. But I need to be clean. Um, what I like about this, though, is Naomi thinks, is she's like, I can't believe that you actually have A, running water, and B, hot water. Um... And it just goes back to the this frame of mind to where when you're by yourself out there in this zombie apocalypse, in this environment, y- you don't exactly know, A, when's the next time you're going to talk to somebody, and B, when's the next time you're going to take a shower? Like, I have to be one of those people that bathes all the time, so I couldn't imagine living in an environment where you don't even have the resources to 
take a shower. Something as simple as taking a shower. It's it just blows my mind. Um, so I think just based on the showers, Naomi is going to be one of those characters that probably sticks around for a little while. Um, and I'm excited to see where her character development goes. So Cole and Strand, Cole being the guy who um, was with them at breakfast earlier in the episode, as well as um, them being him. He was covering Nick when Nick crashed the car and was coming back to the baseball diamond um, or the baseball stadium. So that's that's who Cole is, if you guys were wondering. So him and Strand are recovering the, the crash car from the parking lot. And the only reason I bring up Cole is because I think, and let me know if you guys agree as well, there's going to be maybe a potential love story between him and Strand. Um, that's definitely what I picked up on. Um, I want to see what you guys think. So Luciana's covering for them, and all of a sudden she's like, get inside. So now we're introduced to this new group, which I've literally wrote in my notes. I was like, here we go. So we're introduced to... Um, this guy in this blue car, and he plays this this waltz. He gathers all the walkers up in the in the baseball diamond and puts them in the truck, and then marks it, marker twelve. So we already know who has been setting these markers. Um, I still didn't pick up on marker twelve being how many walkers or anything were in the in the thing. Um, Madison goes to talk to him, and I loved this this confrontation, if you will, between Mel and Madison, because Mel and his group don't seem like the type of people that are aggressive. They don't seem like the kind of people that would attack a group, um, which is why I think what Madison picked up on as well, which is why she had the the guts to go out there and, and talk to him. And we find out that Mel um, knows all of this stuff about what's going on at the baseball diamond. And I don't know if you guys knew that it was Charlie who was giving him this information, but immediately I was like, whoa, this is that. So the only person that we've been introduced to into the camp was Charlie, who could possibly have known. So I immediately kind of put two and two together. I was like, well, Charlie's a spy, spy, um, and she's been feeding information to this new group, which I was a little confused about because I don't know how, maybe through the walkie that she was messing with um, earlier when Nick caught her. But I would have loved to have seen a little bit more on that. Um, so we find out that not only does Mel know about the whole Weevil situation, about how many people are in the group, but he also knows how much is in their armory. They have 27 machine guns, 6 rifles, 14 handguns, 6 dozen hand grenades. He knows specifics, which is kind of scary because I'm like, was Charlie just going around like getting all this information? Like... Clearly, props to her because I don't know being a 10-year-old, um, as Rosalinda Mendez thinks that she is and probably knows she is, I don't think that I would have the I go to mental capacity or the, the, the brains to, to think about all of that. Um, but this girl was just feeding him all kinds of information. And we find out that this group literally waits around for other groups to either die off or leave all their stuff, and they go in and 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 kind of take over what they have. Hence the name, the Vultures. And what I thought was interesting about this whole confrontation between Mel and Madison is that Mel says there's a natural cycle to a place like this. Now, I need to ask you guys this question. Clearly, we've seen many many settings where the group finds a common place aka the hotel, aka the villa, and they want to stay in one specific place, and it never works out. Do you guys think that the vultures have more of a 
I don't know, I want to say a better way of living when it comes to just staying on the road and moving from place to place rather than just trying to find a place to build up. I honestly think that I would be one of those people that wants to stay in one place. I would be one of those people that would want, like Madison, to find a place and build it up. I don't think that the, a baseball field or a baseball stadium is the best, most secure place. Maybe I would find something else. The prison in The Walking Dead was a pretty good spot. But even the similarities between The Walking Dead and The Fear of The Walking Dead. Like, in The Walking Dead, we have the prison. We've got Alexandria. We've got all these places that they want to build up and never are able to because another group always wants what they have. So I need to know if you guys in the chat want to, would, would you move from place to place or would you stay in one spot? I just think it's a it's a it's a fascinating question. Um, so Luciana goes and gives the book, the Little Prince book, to Charlie, which I found I felt was an endearing moment because a I was worried about Char- Lucy when she went out there. I didn't think that she was going to make it, but then I thought, you know, they're they're vultures. They're not attackers, so they're not going to attack Luciana. But I have hope that Charlie, just because of that simple act of kindness from Luciana might might just go back to to madison's group maybe she'll find that madison's group is good um and 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 decent and probably will go back to them i want to know if you guys think that charlie will go back as well um Pibas says that he would stay he hates moving uh sylvia b says that she would roam um jasmine walking dead says move from place to place so we've got a pretty mixed mixed reviews about what people would do everybody who watches this later or not in the live chat let us know um speaking of everybody who watches us um we are on itunes if you guys are listening to on to us on itunes give us a five star rating give us a thumbs up on the youtube chat on the youtube video um definitely comment your thoughts uh tweet at us um me and krista i know she's not here right now but tweet at us through the week uh because we love interacting with you guys we definitely read your comments um and it definitely helps us when you give us constructive criticism on how better to improve our show and how to engage with you guys and we love engaging with you guys because without you guys we wouldn't have a show so thank you for tuning in um week after week now, we flash back to the present after we've got a, a little taste of where they've been in the baseball diamond. And it's Nicolicia Strand, Luciana, um, with Althea, John Dory, and um, Morgan. And we find out the name of the vultures because Strand says it. So, obviously, whatever happened at the baseball diamond, I think it's pretty safe to say that it's not good. I think that the vultures probably do succeed in taking over the baseball diamond. I don't know how. I don't know. I don't know exactly if they if they fought. I'm excited to see where the show takes that whole confrontation. Um, but we find out that the markers mean number of walkers, and it just brings me back to the first episode, the pre- the premiere episode, um, when Morgan fell inside the trailer with that guy and then he left and all those walkers piled out there was the marker 51 on that trailer and we find out that it was probably the vultures who were there before them and gathered all the walkers into this trailer which i think is pretty smart i don't know how nobody's ever um kind of thought of that um by leading the walkers which once again freaks me out about the intercom at the baseball stadium because i'm like you're just attracting walkers with the sound but that's neither here nor there um so let's get into um, the best kill of the night, the best kill um, of the episode. There wasn't there wasn't that many um, in this episode, unfortunately. But I will say, if I'm going to have to pick one, I would say 
probably the oil walkers um when madison goes to kill one of them she like rips one of his ears off which is kind of gross um and then she stabs him in the head uh so that was those are pretty cool kills um from naomi and madison so we can obviously see that naomi can take care of herself uh which is great the preview kind of um teases at us that the tables get turned on alicia and her group so i want to move into predictions now to see what a what you guys predict and b what i predict so here's predictions predictions um so some predictions that i have um i don't think that daniel will be coming back now i know a lot of you in the chat were talking about daniel and this is the only reason why i brought him up so i looked up his imdb um prior to coming on tonight and he only has 27 episodes under his belt so maybe they'll do one episode where Daniel and Nick are together because somebody in the chat, I forgot who you are, sorry, said that Daniel is a key into how Nick survived um, the whole Gonzalez damn thing. And I agree with you, but I don't think that Daniel will be coming back for Fear the Walking Dead season four, um, which is a bummer because I kind of felt that there was more to his character. Um, and I felt like they could have flushed him out a little bit more. But at the same time, he did have a good story arc about... Um, what about his entire character losing his daughter and 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 being with Lola um, at Gonzalez Dam? I, th- I thought that was interesting as well. Um, Maggie Grace, also the actress who plays Althea or um, Night Owl, I think her name is. Um, she only has two episodes of IMDb on her belt, and I don't want to spoil things for you guys. Um, but I feel like the next episode, which we see her in. Um, she's going, she's not probably, she's probably not going to make it. Now, I could be wrong. IMDb might be pulling our legs, you guys. It, they might be, you know, holding off their episodes until they actually air and then, and then I'm updating it. So, like crazy people like me go on their IMDb page and see if they get killed off based on the uh, number of episodes they're in. Um, maybe IMDb is being a little bit smarter about it, but my theory is Maggie Grace doesn't survive next episode. Um, Daniel is not coming back. Um, if we learned anything from this episode, I think that the baseball diamond will fall. I don't think that it's going to last very long. It's too good to be true. And if anything that's too good to be true, especially in the zombie apocalypse environment, it, it probably won't last. Um, I want to get into some news and gossip really quick, which I forgot about, um, because there is some news and gossip that I want to talk to you about. So last episode, you guys, pulled in 7.9 million viewers, and it's been the largest for Fear the Walking Dead since 2016, April 10th. Um, There were 6.67 million views for the season two premiere um, and 10 million viewers for the series premiere. Um, So to have 8 million views for this season four um, premiere, which is is pretty good. I think that that it's really starting to to catch fire. And we knew that it would. We knew that coming off of The Walking Dead, all the fans from there were very excited for Fear the Walking Dead. Um, So for people who didn't know about The Walking Dead and were kind of curious about Fear the Walking Dead, they're they're slowly trickling on in, um, which is good. So we've got some new co-showrunners as well this season. Andrew Shambly from Once Upon a Time and Ian Goldberg from Dead of Summer take over as co-showrunners replacing Dave Erickson from season 3 Fear the Walking Dead. Dave Erickson is also a creator of Fear which I thought was interesting. I hope there's not too much drama there. I didn't find any. Uh, But they're taking over as showrunners from Dave Erickson and Scott Gimple who's 
a major showrunner on The Walking Dead, is coming aboard as an executive producer um, from The Walking Dead over to Fear the Walking Dead. So with all of those facts, I feel like we've got a really great season ahead of us. I'm excited to see where all of this goes. Um, I think... I don't know. I think that we're all very excited to see what's going to happen with the group. We're excited to see the Vultures. Um, I don't think the Vultures are going to be around for more than half a season because the Fear of the Walking Dead is a lot better than The Walking Dead about changing up the villains and changing up the stakes um, in the episode. So I, another prediction, I don't think that the Vultures are going to last more than half of a season. Um, but we'll see. I mean, they could last through all season, but that's very long. Um, so that is my wrap-up of Season 4, Episode 2, Another Day in the Diamond of Fear of the Walking Dead. We will be back same time next week. Um, hopefully, Crystal will be able to join me. Thank you, everybody in the chat, for keeping the conversation going. Uh, it wasn't the easiest thing to do by myself tonight, but... I always have you guys to rely on, so thank you for that. I am Timothy Michael. If you want to tweet at me, um, if you want to contact me, uh, you can find me everywhere at I am Timothy Mike. Um, and like I said, we will see you guys same time next Sunday night for Fear the Walking Dead, episode three. Have a good night, you guys. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.